to down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode 40 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. That is right. We have reached 40 consecutive weeks of... You guys listening to me talk and various other people. One of those other people being Peter the Falcon. Hello, Kaka, in honor of you, my good man. Kaka, hey man, how you doing? Ah, a hearty Kaka, indeed. Really great to have you on. For those who don't know Peter, Peter's from the Stat Center podcast, formerly, um, hopefully returning some point soon, from 40kstats.com, where you can go and find out all the awesome good stuff that Peter does. Peter, tell them about those things. Uh, yeah, sure. So I um, kind of curate a website, uh, www.40kstats.com. I track all GTs and majors that happened every weekend um, in Warhammer 40K. Um, I track, you know, wins, losses, draws for all the different factions, their sub-factions, how they perform against each other. I track, um, like, victory points and, like, all things in between. Um, and not only that, I put up all the top fours for every um, like GT or major event, so that you can just click on them and see all the lists that um, you know finished in that top four uh, kind of scenario for every event. Um, just to kind of keep everything transparent, so everyone knows exactly what's going on in the world of 40k currently. Yeah, it's an amazing service he does for very, very little notoriety or indeed any money whatsoever. I'm a patron of his. Jump over onto Patreon and support 40k stats, please, so we can keep people like. Peter engaged and interested in it's curating okay. all these amazing don't, stats don't, for us. Don't do that. I'll do it anyway. You know it. You shush. Know it. Shush. Don't oh, tell sorry. him that. Tell him you're desperate. I, tell him your kids are starving. I'm out on the street. <laughs> I live in the Arctic Circle. Being out on the street is real bad. It would uh, be real terrible if I lived in the street. It would be really bad. <laughs> I would be anyway. dead. Uh, for those of you who've been following us along, this will be our third stats-based episode. We have been uh, there's been a lot of hubbub that's come out about tier lists lately, mm, and so everyone oh, seems to have completely forgotten that's something that me and you do like every couple of months. We got yeah. zero mention. Needs to nope. change. But every because well, ours are good. Everybody yeah, exactly. else that does them are garbage, <laughs> and that's why they get mad, right? They're like, "What do you mean, Astro Militarum, our Pack Plus, or whatever the hell? What yeah. do you mean this faction is Scooby Doo letter de- letter Z? Like, I yeah, actually, it's because we're better. I actually love all, all the all the gentlemen who uh, who created all this hubbub about it being the best I in faction too. guys, which you you would have listened to on our last episode, which was actually a phenomenal episode, one of one of my favorite ones that I've ever done. But where we do this. We have like literally zero anecdotal anything that we do for our faction ladder. It's literally just the best and brightest stats that Peter's been able to draw from the mire of the 40k landscape. Mm-hmm. But to tell mm-hmm. you guys a little bit about to do my usual spiel on myself and my podcast. Of course, this is Art of War Down Under. This is a two-part podcast. The first part produced and lovingly released for uh, general consumption uh, on the brand new uh, competitive 40K network, which is right now comprising of myself and the other Art of War network, uh, starting out going on our own, standing on our own two feet. Um, And so the second part of this can be found over on the Art of War 40K website, where you can find my podcast and the John Damaris, Nick Nardavati, podcast you can buy both for a nice lump sum please go over there and support us in any ways and means you feel willing to do uh, on top of that you get access to the war room and for those who don't know what the war room is that is pretty much the holistic amalgamation of all the best and brightest 40k content you may find ultra competitive i might add everything from 
the best players in the world, what are they playing, what are they interested in, weekly clinics going over the current state of the meta, what won, what didn't win in the, the week just gone by, giving guys updates on the best and brightest and cutting-edge meta developments as they come up. So jump on, get involved with the Warroom. It is an incredible service. Apart from that, if you do not want to jump over and support us on the Art of War 40K website, you can find me and all my bright and best and brightest stuff, the other part of this, on Patreon. You can just type in Art of War down under and you will be have no problem finding us. We have a nice little uh, burgeoning community over there, uh, plus with our Discord where we have lots and lots of good, good, good saucy chats, where you also get to lodge your questions, which get answered in the part two of this one, which for this one will just be purely stats. Whatever stat you wanted to know, whatever stat you wanted my, myself and Peter and the amazing Joshua Diffie, if we managed to get him on for our part two, whatever we'd be able to pull out of the huge amalgamation of data available to these gentlemen and has been lovingly provided for our patrons. So guys, jump over and support us if you do. Other than that, yeah, I've talked for well and truly long enough. Nah. Yeah, yeah, I gotta do so what you I gotta do what get you in do there, now. Be like, support that guy. Don't support me. No one gives a shit. Support this guy. He does good things. Like I'm Sometimes. just a I'm just a clown in a in a bird suit. Oh dude. And if you were, like if- <laughs> I don't know Other what I'm saying us, half the time. Neither, neither. I, I, I say all sorts of stuff. I, I get, I get uh, messages from people who've slightly taken some things I say out of context and been like, Adam, did you really say this? And I'll have to be like, oh, crap, did I? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, I it's say all sorts possible. of garbage. But the, the difference is, um, since I don't do Stat Center anymore, um, I don't go on podcasts that anybody listens to. So no one ever complains about what I say. And that's the best part. Except for the 40K adjacent show where the, your whole your whole modus operandi on there is to say controversial things. Um, and and than it is. luckily, nobody listens to the show. So it's perfect. <laughs> I, I literally listened to it just before this. But yeah, obviously I don't. Obviously I don't matter. But anyway, we're here to talk about stats. Peter, how is yes. your database coming along? And we are literally a year into ninth edition. As of apparently this week, yep. we are a year into ninth edition, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are uh, getting into that uh, one-year anniversary, um, a tepid anniversary because of, of course, giant virus killing all sorts of people and making us all stay indoors, except in Australia, apparently, um, where the heat and the dingoes ate it. Yeah, um, yeah exactly right. Drop yeah, bears. Yeah, the drop bears dealt with most of the bads o- mm-hmm. over there. Um, but... Um, the stats, you know, they were kind of hit or miss for a bit because we just didn't have events for a long time. And then when we got them back, it started real slow, um, very specific areas. Um, but we've kind of hit a stride in the last, I want to say, month, month and a half, where we're starting to see like very consistent um, events every probably two weeks. We're seeing four, five, six. This last week, uh, last weekend, we saw um, what would have been like 10. GTs um, and majors. Um, And there's like, there were two that I didn't count because they, they were kind of on the cusp, but we they either had, you know, significant dropouts day one, or um, in the case of the New Zealand GT, they were at 28, but it was due to having their ringer. Um, So, but I mean, like that's just because I've set that as kind of like my, my set in stone. This is the only kind of stats I will pull. Um, But we've still got a lot of data out of it. We're sitting at since, um, Death Guard and Dark Angels, which were pro- was probably the last big drop we've had mm. in, be- in the in-between time since we last talked. Um, we've had almost 5,000 games recorded, which is generally wow. just enough at a GT level for me to feel like decently confident about the majority of, of uh, the numbers, like for every faction. Um, and and like I feel very confident in, in where... Um, like the big bads and the and the like the haves and the have nots are supposed to be. Mm. You can definitely tell from that. Um, to top that all off, a, 
a big thing that's come up in the last year that I talked about quite a bit, I think, on our last show, um, is um, the ITC Battles app has opened itself up to me and several others um, in letting us um, uh, gather data from like their massive data set that they that gets updated literally every day. Um, and from that, we get to see all these practice games, RTT games that may not be in um, yep. in BCP, um, like all this extra stuff. And the the great thing about it, and what I love about it, is at least from a win rate perspective, it generally falls in line with what we see at a G tier major level, with some exceptions. There are a couple of factions here or there that are up or down a few percentage points. Um, maybe they play a little bit easier. Um, so they do better, like, you know, in the casual game you're going to have in your garage yeah. versus when you go to a GT. But, like, the numbers are close enough that, like, they really do help kind of um, flesh out, um, you know, what I'm looking at, what I'm trying to to do when I when I kind of peer, peer into the meta, which is, like, my mm. favorite thing to do. You know, a lot of people get really into the weeds and they want to know very explicit things about factions. And I'm always just like, what's doing well? What isn't doing well? What can we do to mm. fix it, right? So that's always yeah. my, my concern, so... Yeah, I do like the uh, the positive approach you take to it. You don't, you, it's very rare you get like the sky a sky is falling mentality about what's up. But do say so let's let's quickly run down for the people at home what, where we left off with our faction ladder. This was pre Death Guard and Dark Angels. They had start they had been released and they were starting to make an effect. But I think they were still in their first week or two, um, yeah. so it didn't have a significant impact. So we're going to see the alteration of this tier list with the addition mm-hmm, of yeah, mm-hmm. Death Guard, Dark Angels, and now Drakari making their entrances. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how this thing settles. I always say. Every time we do one of these, I say the next one's going to be really interesting because I always, every time we're doing it, I'll be like, oh, this is how, I expect this to change next time and this and this and this. Um, but so uh, starting with uh, our C tier. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, uh, Peter and I do a C, uh, B, A, and S tier for our yeah. rankings. S tier being we don't do, super strong. Yeah, we don't do yeah. F and D because people get real sad and we don't want to hurt yeah. their feelings. I mean, <laughs> maybe I'll drop one sometime soon, but for now we keep it. Like C is the... Um, if you can pull off a win with this faction, like holy guacamole, what is happening? You, you've you've won the lottery. Um, they're yep. definitely armies that struggle extremely hard. It's possible that you can like win a GT or a major or do very well with um, like a souped version mm-hmm. of one of these armies. Like if you ran a thousand yep. points of them and then a thousand yeah. points of what's actually good. Um, like that might work. Um, but like for the most part, these are factions that just cannot stand on their own two feet by themselves. Exactly right. And the stats support that um, wholeheartedly. Now, but I would like to caveat and say that um, this is purely non-anecdotal. There are faction masters for every faction in the game. There are, mm-hmm. uh, there are people who can make the, the crappiest factions seem like absolute diamonds in the right hands with the right application mm-hmm. of skill, talent, and units. Um, but this is taking all that out. This is sucking all the air out of that and just saying, here are the stats, here are the numbers, this is where these things land. So starting off with our C tier, we have Craftlord Elder, Tau, Guard, so Astra Militarum, Chaos Space Marines, Imperial Knights, Grey Knights, Imperial Fists, and T-Sons. Mm-hmm. Then into our B-tier, we have Orcs, Death Guard, very interesting, uh, Renegade Knights, Tyranids, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, GSC, or Gene Steel Cult, 
and Drakari, another very interesting. Uh, Atia, Black Templars, Raven Guard, Ultras, Iron Hands, Dark Angels, Salamanders. So literally, that is like the vast majority of Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Custodes, Admech, and Necrons. And then our S tier is comprised of what we consider to be the very best armies in the game. Harlequins, White Scars, Sisters, and Demons. And that's where we left off. That it was a hearty about two, two and a half months ago. Oh, so yeah. And this, this thing is going to change. Absolutely. Uh, this thing's going to change phenomenally in uh, in my mind. But, dude, tell us quickly, uh, and let's get the party started. What is seeing, sitting in our seat here right now? Let's talk about it. So, in my mind, looking at the results from the last um, three months, because, um, like, we'll have a little, what I'm doing right now is I'm looking basically January forward. So, there'll be a little overlap with what we kind of saw at the very end. This is mostly just Death Guard and Dark Angels releases forward, is what I'm looking at, right? Um, Looking at our C tier, how are still there? They've had um, one top four posi- uh, finish this last weekend. Um, a guy named Ben Neal won with a list that is very similar to the one that um, Richard Siegler has been testing on the Art of War channel. Um, yep. It was also a list that did very well um, at a Texas major, but the player was um, subsequently disqualified for. Um, some kind of shenanigans. I don't know all the details, um, but like the co- core concept of the list seems to function well. Um, but like Tau overall, they're sitting at about a 36% win rate. Um, and mm-hmm. that is with, you know, these like a couple two four and one performances. This, the rest of the people can't seem to get a win for the life of them. Um, so for, for the longest time, um, Sorry, in ninth edition, at least people have been saying that Tau not having the ability to fall back and shoot, not having the mm-hmm. ability to really interact in the combat phase, means that they're always going to have a hindrance. Now, there's a WTC ruling that came out in their in their their rulings pack that said that Moncar enabled you to fall back and shoot, yes. as in you yep. not all modifiers. I was hoping, hoping that was enough to get him into B. I was hoping, hey, yeah. they can fall back and shoot two turns of the game if you take far sight. Um, that is that enough to to, to get him out of C tier? Turns out. Not so much. At least so far, no. Like this list that Ben Neal ran, um, that came in second place. Um, first off, like he's a previous GT winner. Um, he's running Farsight. He's running um, Viorla using a combo of like yep. Breacher little shenanigans. Um, like it has, it looks like it has a little bit of leg. Um, but you know, he definitely um, submarined his way there. Like he lost his first game terribly. Um, like ninety to twenty nine or something to that effect, and then yep. after and then that, ruffle stumped all the way. Got yeah. four wins. Gotta love and... it. Gotta love it. It's just, so so we like we call that we call that the bunny run. Like, yeah, and, and it's, it's so it's un- very possible that this is a one off. Um, I just mm-hmm. know that if if people are listening and they're thinking about this list, this is why I just want to bring that up. Like, but that said, maybe a month from now they are a you know like a an eighth edition Necrons where this is their list and it happens to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see it yet. So right now they're still in my C. If we had a D tier, that's where I'd throw them. Sorry, Tau players, mm. you suck. You just you're, yeah. you're the worst. Well, it's it's an interesting thing though because uh, at this point Tau has not so much as that they've gotten worse. They've lost the faith of their player base. Yeah, um, like yeah. their player base has just stopped playing them because they have no faith in, in the faction. Uh, so they yeah. could they no, could significantly correct. be better right now with that change. It's just people are, are unwilling to pick them up. But anyway, what's next? Um, next up, I'm just going to go with the ones that are in there that I think are still in there, and then we'll we'll carry forward. Yeah, um, easy. Let's go with next up. Let me just sorry. I'm I'm looking at spreadsheets get while it I together. talk. Get it together. Get it together. Gray Knights. Gray Knights are still a C tier faction. They've so done nothing. 
they've done nothing to, to get themselves out. I know that there are a lot of um, like really good players that think that Grey Knights have play into like mm-hmm. a myriad of good factions. Um, the problem is um, they don't have a good matchup into a lot of other ones that are actually good. So they just yeah. never make it. Um, the one wound thing is the kicker. Like, it is the kicker, isn't it? It's, it's, it, it's, what, it it's what's really them. holding. It, it's holding them back so hard. I have yeah. I have faction master Grey Knights in my local meta, and they're always a threat, like perpetually yep. a threat. Have to be accounted for. But at the same time, I I account for them. Like you know, <laughs> they get accounted for. Is the issue? Like you know, you can be yeah. They're at a forty one percent win rate. Um, I don't believe we've had a, a Grey Knight faction T whip um, in like six months. Wow. Um, okay. Let me just quickly pull, pull pull that data, um, but I I like I don't think I'm lying when I say that. Um, yeah, yeah, I assume you would had one. Yeah. They've had one guy that got to the fourth round before he had his first loss. Their average first loss is is like 1.8, which is absolutely terrible. Um, like they're just not in a good place. Yeah, fair. All right, what else is C tier in? Um, what else is in C tier? <laughs> what else is in that C tier? Peter. Top shelf, Adam. Uh, um, Astra Militarum. So Astra Militarum, and this is only as a mono faction. If you were to say, yeah. um, like a mostly guard, and by mostly guard I mean custodes, like, like a thousand system. point list, yeah. Um, yep. yeah, they definitely have legs. If you like, I have a hundred percent. I have like two uh, T whip results for guard in the last three months, um, both by Tyler Devries. But it's he's running like nine hundred points of Deathcore or Krieg, and then yep. it's like seven hundred points of Dark Angels. Uh, 400 points of admech or something to that effect like it's always a mix where mm. the majority is guard because you can get the 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 goodness out of the death core krieg riders because they're very cheap for what they do um they yep. just never die um uh payload manticores are absolutely incredible mm-hmm. so if you if you need to splash yeah. something from guard like you just do that yeah. and um scions are very good the problem Extremely is good you can't win by taking 2000 points of that. You can win if you things, take a yeah. thousand points of it and then a thousand points of something else. Yeah. Right. It seems like, it seems like um, just guard just without having a, a counter assault unit, viable counter assault unit just means you can't take mono guard. Um, yeah. It's it's just, I just, I believe, I believe that as a player guard player, I believe that's to be true to me. Um, if I can't expect to go and win a GT without anything to counter assault my opponent, or if I get, you know, because there's so many no, you know, cannot fall back options. Five witches mm-hmm. just wrapping five guards. I mean, it's a game losing in a lot of situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you know, let alone Chardonnay and Paler. But yeah, uh, carry on. What's next? Uh, Imperial fists, absolute garbo, <laughs> absolute garbo. And enough said there. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they another just, one who's just really like their player base has just dropped them like it's hard yeah. and moved on. Well, thirty-eight percent win rate. Almost nobody playing them, even in the yeah. last like full three months. If you look at like IDC battle app data, it's not any better. They have v- like a very low play, play rate. Um, 39% win rate is abysmal. Um, they barely make it out of round one without a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just, they took so many nerfs. They took so many nerfs right to the chin. Me and my mates joke that if uh, if Imperial Fist had not taken the nerf on their specialist doctrine, on like as in they get the plus one to wound in dev, so plus one damage in dev against all vehicles still and all their weapons, they'd be an amazingly good Drakari mm-hmm. foil. Like mm-hmm. they'd be one of our best Drak- anti Drakari options. But now they're just like, ah, you're, not, oh, you're yeah. nowhere, you're nothing. <laughs> I was literally thinking about that in the drive home before we did the show. I was like, man, if they hadn't nerfed them to crap, 
they would yep. be the thing I would take to to pop Raiders. Exactly um, right. They would pop them so freaking well. But now you just have whirlwinds that are 125 points, and they might mm-hmm. kill a Raider if you per every take two. Take two of them. <laughs> yeah. if you take two of them. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it's not worth it. Anyway. No. Poor yeah, that Raider. That Raider is that Raider is well and truly less points than one of those. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So much cheaper. All right. Yeah. What's next? Ultramarines. This is a big drop for these boys. Ooh. Ultramarines. We have to explain this one. So Ultramarines, um, when we last talked, had just come off of a couple of really good performances um, at a GT level. Thomas Bird, who's an excellent player, um, if he ever hears this, will be like, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about, Peter. Um, He would definitely be like a guy that could make it work. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing is, nobody else's. Literally nobody else's. Um, We've got... Uh, you know, 30 some odd results. They have the lowest win rate right now of any faction um, since the, <laughs> since the um, dark angel and death guard results came out. Um, that being said, like I want to caveat this with ultramarines are a faction that I'm really looking at um, for people to dive into, to try to combat the Drukari menace. I think they have, I think they have something um, because they can redeploy yeah. I think they have some stuff that they can do that gives them a, a better shot than other Marine factions who generally don't. That. So yeah, right now, that. absolute Garbo. I think Ultramarines are in a very bad place. They also have a player base that is very loyal, but maybe not the best at playing the game because it's often like a starter army. It's definitely a, a yeah, faction exactly. that you see in all the magazines. Um, so like that doesn't help them. It's always kind of been that case. So right now, C tier. Like I said, the worst statistically. I'm not saying they can't win in the right hands. Statistically, they have just failed miserably in the last few months. I was I was about to say if you didn't say it, I was about to say the only reason I could think that Ultras would get would be tanking a little bit is because they are the starter army. They yeah. are the thing that a new player is most likely to play when they start 40k, um, and so that could, that can come with its own statistical perils, which is very hard to, for us to account for in any meaningful way. Yeah. All right, is there anything else in C tier? Um. Just one second. Um, Ultramarines, definitely in that bad spot. I just wanted to look at one more thing about Ultramarines. Yeah, their average first loss um, since uh, Death Guard Dark Angels came out is 1.4. That's one of the lowest numbers I've ever seen. Just wow. to, like one of the lowest I've, I've seen um, probably since like peak Grey Knights. Like, does anybody even play them anymore uh, from 8th mm. edition? So that, I just wanted to give a little more. More, context. more like context to that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what we were talking about, um, Thousand Suns are still a, a C-tier faction. Their win rates actually improved quite a bit since we last talked. Um, they're sitting yep. at a 45, which would normally be uh, right on the cusp yeah. of where I would say, you know, these guys are good. But that 45 yeah. is is like, it's relying on 100% souped factions. These are like... Mm. 700 points of thousand suns right and then 600 yeah. points of something else mono faction thousand suns are just they just can't do it right but if you take ariman yeah. you take a demon prince you take a couple of rubrics so that you unlock the, your psychic abilities sometimes that's enough to make you like a primary thousand suns faction right so yeah exactly right and then you take your you know two are, keepers and base and nerglings etc yeah, or you take Morty and, and Magnus, which also, you know, exactly. Magnus plus exactly. Ironman plus whatever. That's like 800 points right there. Yep. And Magnus, is, Magnus has been doing work in 9th edition, so. 
surprise is surprisingly good. You, you wouldn't have thought so with the mm-hmm. non-obscuring stuff, but he's surprisingly good. Anything else in C tier, or does that wrap us up? Um, I would put Chaos Space Marines as a mono faction. They're fa- they're an army that has a build. We've seen it in Australia, in particular, work out. Uh, probably two builds. Um, <laughs> But they don't hold up on their own either. They're another faction that's like I'm running 800 points as Chaos Space Marines, and then everything else yeah. is is the actual good stuff from other codexes, right? So yeah, they're another exactly faction right. I would definitely put in C tier. Once they all get their two wounds, man, it'll be a whole different story. But right now, uh, yeah, Grey Knights and CSM will both. I think I think catapult to B plus or A. Oh yeah, Grey Knights especially will go straight to A, I believe, if they got their second yeah. wound. Yeah, um, I think that's a big miss. I'm hoping mm-hmm. um, that that we get Bellacore rules with like a Book of Rust two, and we yep. see some CSM bonuses. That would be like I think yes, peak I GW because uh, I don't think they're seeing a codex for a long time. Anyway, fair. All right, We're into our B tier. B tier. Um, if it's Space Marines and it's not <laughs> Dark Angels and Black Templar, I would say yeah. at this point this is a B tier faction. All right, so everything from Blood Angels uh, to so Iron Blood Hands, Angels, Raven Guard. Raven Guard, Death Watch. Iron Hands are an interesting situation. Um, I could see putting them in A. Yep. Um, so let's put them on the cusp. Yeah, um, Death Watch, they were doing so poorly before, um, but they've recently started a spark, um, even in the last week, really, of all things, um, I know I talked about them on Chapter Tactics a couple weeks ago, and Pablo made fun of me for the list. But then I got messages <laughs> from all sorts of people that were like, "This is legit, man! I love your list." Yeah, well, dude, um, I've and then been we started the seeing time. kind it's of slight take, variance uh, on what I was saying. Yep, I, I, I've been saying for the longest time it's no, going to take a, a couple of strong Xenos uh, factions to come out before Death Watch yeah. gets properly activated. And now, what have we got? We've yeah. got a Xenos faction that's absolutely dominating the game as so people are starting exactly. to dig him out being like oh where are you come back um so yeah, yeah maybe this works now and so we're seeing some builds that are very interesting i don't think anybody's come up with the right build yet um mm. be- and that's that's like the the i think that's their downfall i think that's the one thing that'll probably forever keep them from being like an a or an s tier army is um like you have so many upgrades to choose from that you can just never be efficient enough um Fair. and when a third of your codex doesn't work I think that's the big thing. A third of your codex doesn't work yeah. two thirds of the time, right? Exactly. So that's um, that's a big hit. But but man, like they're at a forty nine percent win rate, so just on the cusp of being where they kind of where they should be. Um, mm. They're doing pretty decent. Um, Raven Guard forty eight percent win rate there. Um, so they've good. come down. They're below fifty. I'd say they're like a B tier army. You can do mm. stuff with them. Um, White scars are one where I think most people would have them very high, but statistically they're not, they're not holding up. Well, that's what we do guys. Uh, I think anecdotally me and Peter will both say this is a far better army than a B tier, but the stats say they're B tier. They're in the B tier. Like they just want a GT. So if I wanted to add like T whip scores to that, let me just pull those up. Maybe this will be what gets us into eight here. Give me a second. Totally fair. I look at him. He's doctoring. You know, he wants to wants to deliver. I, like I want to help you, people. I know he doesn't, you're want, like, he doesn't want his learned friends to be like, ha ha ha. You are a so poor they've had they've had one one T whip result, and it was this guy that won that event um, okay. this last weekend uh, with thirty Vanguard yeah, vets and three uh, Volkite Contemptors and a Tech Marine. Like that sounds list. like an exciting list, but it sounds, pretty, <laughs> yeah. sounds very but I mean, strong. 
It definitely can like Volkite contemptors are an answer to one of the few things I think that are a solid answer to Drukari and yeah. like Dark Angels and Death Guard because mm-hmm. Mortal Wound output is uh, very spice. I don't know what I don't know if White Scars are the best way to do it. It's why I've kind of looked at Death Watch and Ultramarines for it, but still can't can't fault it. It definitely ah, did work for at least one fella. But yeah, right, I think they're a high B, here? low A. Um, what other factions do we have that are space marines that we haven't talked about? Space wolves, <laughs> super low B tier. Like they are probably the lowest of the B. Mm. Is that just another one that's lost their player base? Yeah, it's a combination of lost player base and like they're at a, they're they're at like a forty six percent win rate. Um, yeah, forty three if you if you go based off like their average tournament performance. It, it's an it's a faction where like I like they're on the cusp between C and B they've, they've never really found their own. They got their codex and I think it made them worse. We talked about this last time, their supplement actually um, kind of yep. made them worse. There are builds that work, but you can just play other space Marine factions better. Like dark angels came out and yeah. a lot of people just were like, I'm going to play that instead um, because yes, it's exactly right. more reliable. So it, it's, I've, I've thought about this long and hard about, yeah, I thought about long and hard what the issues with the Space Marines and uh, the reasons why all the angry Space Marines are pretty much just cutting each other's lunch. It's because uh, with, the, with the chucking of Space Wolves and Blood Angels into the regular <laughs> Codex, you now have uh, merely, ra- merely Raven Guard, White Scars, uh, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, and and I think there's one more. But it's like, there's like, uh, sorry, and Templars. You've got five Black versions Templars. of angry chop. Yeah, five versions of angry choppy marines. How do you make them all feel unique? How do you make them all worth playing? And the the thing is, you don't. You, you can't. White guys are the preeminent best, with Blood Angels being close second, and then there's the rest. So yeah, I think the thing with Blood Angels and Space Wolves is they've got a couple of decent characters. Their codex supplements really just add some stratagems that make you hit slightly harder, but they don't do anything special. Yeah. Um, and and so you're left with White Scars that do do a lot of special things. Um, but they've kind of been dropped as well because like, what made them special, their plus one damage, doesn't do a whole lot into Dark Angels and Death Guard. So I think a lot of people have just dropped them, and we may see them pick them back up. On top of that, they... So there's, there's a new term being coined at the moment, which I suppose we're just... We're, we're creating... This is becoming a very non... More than stats-based episode, but this concept of tempo is coming into the game. People are saying that yeah. uh, uh, Drakari is more of a tempo army, and mm-hmm. Watskars is not a good tempo army. Um, no. When you have to wait till turn three for your army to activate, your opponent just makes sure the game's decided by that time, especially when they're something as fast as Drakari and they can really dictate the terms of the fight. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. All right. Next. Next. Let's go through our B tier. The rest. Um, so we've got Blood see, Angels, we Raven Guard. We've got Blood Angels, Raven Guard, Death Watch, Space Wolves, White Scars. Salamanders. B tier. Salamanders. And I think these, like just like White Scars, they're kind of at the like top of B tier. They've got a lot of toys. Um, they've seen some decent results recently. Um, Bradchester was still trying to make them work until Drukari came out and then decided that I might as well run the best faction in the game. <laughs> yep. Um, so that's really all there is to say about that. Mm. Iron Hands. Yeah. Iron Hands. Now this is one, let's save it. I'm going to put them in A tier for, um, a couple of reasons, um, that we'll get back to if you don't mind. Let's, let's, yeah, let's sure, hold no off on well, Iron Hands. What um, else is to be? I think, I think at this point, um, Craftworld Eldar. I think they have bumped themselves into possibly a B tier scenario. Oof. Tell me why. So this is another faction that tends to do better in soup. Um, but we've started to see more and more like 
decently solid results out of Craft World Eldar. This last weekend at a GT, they came in fourth with a mono-faction Craft World Eldar list. Wow. Um, and they're, they're a faction that um, you can run 1,300 points of Craft World Eldar, and you just need like that close combat hit to get you the next step. Hmm. I think it they're like statistically they're in like the like a just at about the fifty percent win rate, like a fifty-one. That's mostly because of people like Sean Naden running like nine hundred and ninety-nine points of of craft worlds and then Inari and stuff like that yep. in previous events. They've given them that boost. But I think there's some play there. We're starting to see a few results come out from if not monofaction, then very close to monofaction uh craft hmm. worlds. And I'm seeing a lot of talk um Outside of that, like from an anecdotal perspective of like the the Night Spinner Menace being a possible answer to the like Ardukari Overlords as like a yeah. a nice little piece of tech that actually has legs. They're very expensive, but they so, are. Yeah. So I think they're. The I think they're. Though. Yeah. So I think I, I think I can put them in the low Bs without much of an issue mm. whatsoever. I think I'd put them there. Nice. Well, um, continue, mate. Gene Steeler Cult. This is one. Uh, Gene Steeler Cult's one where I kind of I'm not sure they don't have very many results um, a couple of people have done well with them we had them in B tier last time because of a couple like they had a couple top fours um, but honestly since then maybe three other people have even tried to play them if that yeah yikes. right like n- literally nobody is playing Gene Steeler mm-hmm. Cults. it's hard to put them anywhere I think that means they're probably a C tier because they're and like anybody you talk to would say that but there's like literally no results for Gene Steeler Cults. so you know what Dump them in C before I forget. Dump them in C, yeah, like yeah, everybody done. else has. All right, done. Okay, because literally we haven't seen a result since we last talked. That's how at a GT level. That's how bad they've been. Um, wow. Where are we now? Is that everybody for B? Am I comfortable uh, so, with anybody else? There's so from last time, some other stuff that was in B was uh, so. Of course, there was Drakari, there was Death Guard, Renegade Knights, Orcs, and Tyrannies Ooh, all in yes. B last time. Yeah. So Renegade Knights and Imperial Knights. I would put them both in B right now. Yikes. Hello. Hello. You're, you're back. Every, everything, everything seems frozen on my end. Okay. You hear me? Oh, there we go. I can hear you now. Yeah, it looks like I cut for like 30 seconds. Yeah, no, um, sure. Um, okay. Just tell me when to restart, and I'll start. Sure. Yeah, so last time we actually had uh, Orcs, Death Guard, Renegade Knights, Tyranids, and Drakari in B tier, in addition to the ones we've already, we've already covered. Mm-hmm. Where are they sitting at the moment? Especially Orcs and Tyranids, I'm um, really interested to see where they've, they've panned out. So, um, from like a win rate perspective, I would say Tyranids are still a B tier, but they do yep. have a, one list that's absolutely devastating. And it's definitely mm. like something you could put in the A tier, just because of the Dimecaron. Um they're sitting at a 48% win rate, which is kind of like kind of decent. They do have several T-Whip results. Uh, they just won a awesome. GT this last weekend, and they won one t- three weeks ago. John Lennon also pulled off a win um, with yep. the Dimecaron Inheritance. Not, not John Lennon, but somebody else. So this is a faction between B and A. You could throw them in either one. I wouldn't even yep. say boo about it because they, they can win an event. They definitely have it on them, but it's really based off of one to two models. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, the thing is yeah, Imperial, it's based off one list. I'd probably stick them in B. But yeah, what about Renegade, Renegade and yeah. Imperial Knights? Renegade Knights and Imperial Knights are interesting. They've started, like, Renegade Knights um, as a soup army have like a 65% win rate of late. Wow. And that's over, so it's only over about 11 or 12 lists, but it's because there's a very specific build that's come out um, out of the Pacific Northwest, and we're starting to see it spread 
it was in TTS as well. Like this isn't super new, but people have actually put the models together. Um, Mortarian, usually either Ariman or a world, a word bearer sorcerer. And then, um, um, like eight lightning lock Moiraxes or a mix of yeah. lightning locks and, um, and, and war dogs. Um, this list has so much firepower mm. that it's just like an easy four and one for in, yeah. in almost any event. Right. And Morty um, just kind of plays like the linebacker defensive yeah. sweeper. Yeah. yeah. Like he, like you just shove Morty in their faces and you say like, you kill him or you deal with my eight knights. Um, mm. So it, while it's not mono faction, it's very much majority renegade knights so there, that that's pretty solid. There's a version of the list that's done okay. Um, that is a, a Megara in the place of Mortarian. Yeah. Um, because the Megara is such a, an awesome beast, and you can at least give him the one relic by making him your warlord. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I put them solidly in B as a mixed tier faction. They're probably A just because of this yep. list alone. Um, but yeah, they're they're solid B faction. And Imperial Knights, so, kind of the same boat. They just won an event this last weekend, the GT. Um, yep. They did beat the dreaded Dukari. Um, Imperial Knights are one of the few factions that that only have like a forty percent uh, win rate against Dukari versus you know basically everybody else in the twenties or thirties. Um, so they've got that going for them. They can just like rock paper scissors on the right table going first, just decimate right. Yep, and you, enough toughness eight wounds that they have to chew through that they might just bounce off of you. Yeah, um, and the Megara having a five plus invuln in close combat. Uh, that you can rotate to a four. Um, and the fact they can give all these Megaras um, like um, relics. So like the the list that this happened this weekend was two Megara and a Warden for the Flamer in close combat. Yep. Um, and then a couple of uh, dogs. It's a list that's also been doing very well in TTS. Knights awesome. themselves are sitting at about a 49.5 win rate. Um, so to me, it's like a definite solid B tier um, that can actually win an event. Mm. Nice. Anything else in B tier? Um I think that's it. I think everybody else, and maybe I'll list another one we'll, that I've forgotten later. I think everybody else is A or S. Nice. All right. Well, let's start off with those A's then. I'm assuming we're going to be starting off with, say, Orcs, Death Guard. Yeah, sure. I think that's solid. Um, orcs are have fluctuated up and down in my mind the more I've watched events. Yeah. But they've, they're sitting at a like ridiculous 57% win rate cool. since, um, since Death Guard and uh, Dark Angels dropped. And a lot of it is because they are very good at holding slow armies in their own zone. They are. So we're seeing we're seeing lots of lists that are either going like full either evil sons boys or goth boys, but just like teleporting into your opponent's face and saying like you gotta you gotta deal with me while I keep racking up like razor banners and all these other yep. points. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and they're winning on the mission. And we're seeing the same thing come out of uh, these like buggy lists that are also doing mm. very well. Um, so we're seeing like multiple top fours out of this army. Like, let me just quickly pull it up. Yeah, the um, orcs are actually in a surprisingly good place. They actually have the ability to play a very good MSU game in addition to a very good horde game. Um, and the oh, MSU yeah. can take a bunch of different, bunch of different um, shapes and sizes. Could be a bunch of MSU buggies that are why we stand with fights. Could be a bunch of you know three into five stormboys, three into five commandos, six units of obsec, you know death skulls, annoyance, just uh, deep striking, jumping down, double moving all over the place. I'm, by double, I mean you know stormboys with their big old, big old advances. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of very exciting stuff there for Orc players. I yep. think they, more than a lot of other factions, have a very deep bucket when it comes to the meta. I mean, in the last uh, just you know month and a half, like six weeks, they've had um, a first-place finish, uh, three third-place finishes, a second-place finish, and a fourth-place finish. Um, they've had yeah, wow. a couple of T-Whip results. 
um, like they they do extremely well. And um, you know the 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 quote unquote TJ gate that recently happened that was an orc mm. player playing into TJ in, in a what was what could have been a very close match depending on how things had actually played out in real life. But like they're doing very well, and the custom Stompa has started to show up. Um, we had a team with result this last weekend. Um, Anthony Birdsong brought the brought the custom Stampa to an event and uh, went 4-0 before he took his first loss. He ended up in like seventh place because of battle points. Um, yep. There was another custom Stampa that I believe came in third or fourth at an event, also going four and one. So what like the hell, it's this is a faction that has at least three really solid builds that mm. that um, that seem to be able to get you into the top tiers of an uh, and and possibly win events. So I yeah. definitely put them a solid A. I'm um, super impressed with um with, with how they're doing at the moment, and the fact that they can just keep and, maneuvering around. Yeah, and I've got my shit pushed in by Seth the Mad Doc now two or three times um, with his stupid buggy list. So I, I will tell you, like, I do have a bit of a hatred there. Um, yeah, I play. I played against the buggies. I played against the buggies recently with my yeah. Dark Angels with my stupid twenty Terminator build, and I was very very impressed with how many Terminators I was picking up. I mean, it wasn't enough, yeah. but still, it was just like this is way more than way better factions. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. everything's damaged two or three in that list. Exactly, that doesn't hurt. Like, exactly. And then you know, add a couple of smasher guns in there as well, and all of a sudden you're actually very good into me. Um, and that claw mm-hmm. boss, the four damage claw boss, you're just like, wow, why is this guy getting slept on? This guy is literally the next gen um, smash captain from yeah, and edition. and everybody's worst nightmare, the Burnham Bomber, right? Sometimes doing <laughs> thirty some odd mortal wounds to you, and you're like, oh, this is sometimes it does but yeah it's exactly mm-hmm. right it's the threat the psychological threat anyway more on the um, so definitely a yeah what else we got now um death guard i think are very solidly a faction right now a tier yep um i think there some people could make an argument that they are a, an s tier army i would say mm-hmm. they're wrong um yep. but they are solidly a they've never really uh, impressed me since their launch um in fact like they've only had one t whip result their average first loss is like a 1.8, but their win rate's decent, and they do manage to hit the top fours pretty frequently, mm. especially of late. Um, well, where we're starting to see them kind their of faction poke their head is, in. just embodies the emperor's opinion of them. Just never impressed. Never impressed. Yeah, <laughs> like Not they, once they, did Mortarian impress the emperor. Never mind. <laughs> they're just too slow. They're just too slow, and the obsec isn't there for most of their good lists. Right? Mortarian is well, terrifying, but he's yeah. not good enough. In a in a pure Death Guard list. Well, I'll be, so I'll be I, eager to see if the the Terminus S Poxwalker Horde makes more of an impact by the next time we maybe. bring this about because that does plug up that hole. They are surprisingly speedy. They're essentially like the equivalent of the Plague Bearer Horde we had in Eighth Edition. But I'm interested yeah. to see if, if the the hindrances there are enough to hold the the good plays back from jumping on them. Yeah, I mean it's a 51 percent win rate army. Like they definitely are above like the average. Yep. They're just. They're just, they have a hard time. So, yeah, I'm putting them as an A. This could bump down to a B. Like that, I wouldn't be mad if it got, ended up getting bumped wow. down. There you go. Um, um, tell me about Necrons, because I'm surprised. We, I actually had a, a sinking feeling that Necrons were going to drop into the B. And so I'm happy we have it with, they're in the A, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm putting them in A. Um, Fantastic. I've, had so, I've seen some people, like I know Goonhammer recently put, put them as like a, whatever they call it, tier three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because they felt they la- lost their luster, and I think like in that particular, you know, minute that that article was done, they probably were. But ne- Necron players are pretty good at just like coming up with weird shit that 
that nobody <laughs> expected to work. And yep. this book has started to see um, some results. So while their like their average win rate is only like a forty nine percent, they are still um, the second most popular army. Although that's probably going to change shortly behind Death Guard. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like, if you don't make Marines, like just one big thing. So they're still extremely popular and that drops them down. Um, but they have multiple T-Whip results, multiple undefeateds mm-hmm. um, in the last month. Um, let me just quickly grab it here. Uh, they came in second place at the Western Austra- uh, Australia Ironman in March. Yep. Um, they won this spring Barnyard Brawl event this last weekend. Um, they came in second at the Dead Primark GT. Um, Adam Napier um, came, yeah, came second at, at um, Ratcon that I went to. At Ratcon, yeah. So, and like these are uh, like a lot of five zero and and four one mm-hmm. uh, positions. And not only that, like we're seeing it more and more too. Um, and the lists are not the same. Like uh, Napier's um, Warrior Spam list, I think, is probably the one that's got the the most legs. Um, yeah. But I mean, I'm seeing like. Tesseract vaults getting to the the fifth round of a tournament now without a loss, and that's crazy business. Mm, that is crazy that's, business. That's crazy business, right? <laughs> so, like, like there's definitely a lot more to Necrons than um than than meets the eye, mm, and I think talk- I think they even though they they don't have the greatest record in Tujukari, I think that warrior build um has legs into them if you build it right. Absolutely. I'm not sure if if it, the the right build is the double obsec build or if it. I I, I lean more towards the Novok build, but uh, I do think that it, it's gonna they're gonna have to, have to start to get haughty. Either that or they have to yeah. really see how MSU they can go. It's getting yeah. a bit polarized now, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. It's true, and it and it may be that um that this is their last hurrah. Like it's it could very well be that that okay. this is it. Yeah. But like at least right now, if, over the last month or two, Necrons to me are very solidly a army. Their T whip is strong. They're Good. they're like they're doing the Lord's work. They just have a bunch of people that aren't because not everything works in that in that yeah. book. Yep. Fair enough. All right. What else we got in the A tier? Um, a tier chaos demons are an A tier army now. They've so definitely a, lost. lost so that, is some a direct, that is a direct drop off from S tier as of last one. Uh, so, that, mm-hmm. so literally, just Dark Angels and Death Guard single handedly like slap down um, the demons essentially. Which so yeah. I, I had a joke with my mate. If you want to look at you know power creep in, in you know rabbit ears quotation marks, you want to see what power creep looks like. Just look at how far the keeper has fallen off. It used to be. Oh, yeah. The best. That was the best unit. That was like the best unit in the game at the start of ninth edition. Keepers were freaking incredible. And now you're like, ah, I'm just gonna kill it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it can't charge yep. me. Well, as a dark engine player playing Terminators, I'm like, it can't charge me. It comes in, kills one, maybe two Terminators if it's lucky, and just instantly dies. And so that's true for a lot of things. Um, a lot of things do have the same result, especially things like, um, what are the, the Terminators? Death Route. Death Route is just kind of giggle at a, at a keeper now uh, but yeah yep. it's, a, it's a big drop off for them isn't it yeah they've only had one t-whip result um in the last several months and this is from a time like coming from a time when they were frequently winning events um mm. and like just doing so well um they've dropped off significantly dark angels and death guard pushed them out um they'd already started to lose a little bit of luster at the kind of the end of when we were last talking yeah um and now Jukari are interesting and in that I do hear a lot of people say demons might have a, a fight into Drakari. Yep. But no one's picked them back up yet. 
Um, yeah, fair, I did, well, we did see uh, Nick Nadavati lose to um, essentially Dan Savage's list from you know months and months ago at BrizzCon. Oh, with right? all the beasts. Yeah, so like that might be a thing. Maybe it is, but nope. Like other than Dan and this like one other player, we haven't really seen anybody pick it up. Mm, I mean, uh, Matt Morisoli won Uprising with a, a kind of primary demons, but you know it was leveraging a hell of a lot of those um, those crazy ass terminators. But exactly, hundred yeah, percent agree, dude. I think uh, I'm still just happy that they're in the A tier. I'm very happy they didn't drop. I thought they were going to drop into B, to be honest. But A tier, I mean, very happy. It, it might be next time we talk. It may be. Sorry, guys, they've gone a step further. <laughs> Bellacore, but... they'll pull out that Bellacore crutch and be like, they'll "We're back in action, baby. You got back it. Yeah. All right, what's next? Um, let's talk about who else is A tier in my eyes based off stats. Well, Black just, Templar. Yeah, I was about, I was, this one I'm, I'm keen to talk about because this is the one that I'm, I'm I'm feeling like I want to play at the moment as well. Uh, tell me why. So they've, they've had one person get to T-Whip in the last little bit with them. Um, before that, they were kind of uh, working off the back of uh, like one player, Ben Sherwin, ben Sherwin who, has, yeah. who has dropped them for Drukari. Benny, but why are you breaking my heart? Continue. The people that have kept them or have switched, like, are seeing some decent results. Um, they're at that like fifty percent win rate. We're starting to see them show up in top fours again. Um, like I said, we do have a, a T whip result. Even without that T whip result, um, they finished fourth at the the Fabricator Forge GT. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a number of other uh, four and ones uh, where they were like fifth or sixth place. So, like, it's definitely there. And I think of all the Space Marine factions, because Devout Push is so stupid, um, along with a couple other factors, like, I think they've got legs. And I think that they are, like, a borderline A-tier faction. Fantastic. Happy to hear it, because they're, like, they're very close to my heart faction. Um, But... Uh, is that the only space we're in the A tier now? Is the other is the no. last one we haven't talked about in the S tier or in the A tier? Oh, well, there's two we haven't talked about. Well, we oh, kind of talked I, about them a couple times, but I keep I, Iron Hands. Iron Hands have had like a, a recent resurgence. They're at about a 53% win rate. Um, a couple of people have managed to hit T Whip with them um, is, in the last month. Is this literally because they make the best Contemptor, Volkai Contemptors? Or? Uh, well, they make the, the most unkillable one. Exactly. Whether it's the best or not is is up for debate, but they definitely make the most unkillable one, and that does give them a little bit of a leg up. So we're starting to see them kind of spring back up. Um, they had a fourth place finish in Brisbane um, back in March. Yep. Um, like they they can definitely still do stuff, and we're also seeing like in these foreign ones and, and in my talks with other people, we are seeing a lot of that. Well, you know, I would like one of my Volkite contemptors to live for the entire game. If I, if that happens, <laughs> I might be able to win. Right. Yeah. So th- once again, this is the interesting thing to me is how broken space Marines were. And then they, they kind of got toned down. And now when I talk about them, even like what are like their best factions statistically, um, they're like borderline in eight here. I don't even sure if, if like in a, in a week or two, I would even call them that. Like that's how far these guys have fallen. Like we talked about demons, mm. space Marines as a whole um, for a faction that I think most people still think of as being um, destructive and broken um, outside of dark angels just aren't. They it's don't, crazy, isn't it, man? Crazy. They don't hold up. They, they, they are actually, I think where they're probably supposed to be at like a 50% win rate faction, which I think is what 
a lot of people would want them to be. Well, yeah, um, if they're, they're, the most popular faction shouldn't be the best one. Shouldn't shouldn't also be the hopefully. best one in my mind. But yeah, I would say I would give Iron Hands an A right now. Fair, nice. So Black Templars and Iron Hands, who would have thought they'd be holding it up over yeah. like Blood Angels, White Scars, Salamanders? <laughs> so yep. funny. Um, so we've got Orcs, Death Guard, Necrons, Chaos Demons, Templars, and Iron Hands. Is there anything else in the ATR? I can think of at least one more that's probably going to be in here. There's two more, um, yep. and there are two that were in the ATR last time. Um, Admech are definitely an ATR army that yep. may be bordering on S now, but I would say... <sighs> Right now, they are an A-tier army. They haven't won anything in a while. They won, they've won. they only really won one event in, in ninth, and people thought they were, myself included, um, going to just tear up face. I thought they were what Space Marines ended up being for ninth edition. I thought they were going to be the thing that, oh my god, anytime you see Admech, doesn't matter what list it is, you're going to be like, I am screwed unless I play really yep. well. Um, but I think yeah, a, just, a lot of eventuate. people did. Yeah, exactly. It didn't yeah. eventuate because terrain... Terrain and points changes mm. early in ninth made a big difference. Yeah. That being said, um, like they have a very good win rate, and they've had a very good win rate for almost all of ninth. Like they're in the yeah. low fifties, fifty two, fifty three, which is extraordinarily healthy. Um, and they've always had solid T whip positioning. It's never been a, a thing for them. Like if I look at their average first round loss, two point one three, very high. Nice. They've had. Um, Four players um, hit T-Whip in the last three months, um, making up uh, about, what? Uh, yeah, they, they make up about 5% of all T-Whip, and they're only 3.5% of the meta. Yeah, because stuff all people play Admech. Like, it's a very small yeah. player base, but contextually, it's a very high-skilled player base as well. Yes, and um, we've started to see... This is something that had kind of we've seen in TTS. It's carried over into the real world because people finally got all their shit built. Um, <laughs> is um, this kind of like really cancerous uh, five and six flyer admech list that is starting mm-hmm. to show up? Oh yeah, it's Craft World Elder all over again. It's the Crimson Hunters are back for their like next incarnation. So we have admech that's almost at a fifty-five percent win rate since Dark wow. Angels and uh, Death Guard have come out. They've not won anything. They do have one undefeated uh, this last weekend at the Motor City Mayhem. They had a player come in second who went 5-0. and um, Motor City Mayhem also had, like, that's where most of their T-Whip have come this last uh, uh, this last couple of months. And it's actually something I had to investigate because I was like, how is it? Was their terrain just terrible? How did all these Admech players come in in the same spot? Um but I think it's just it's it's kind of coming based on where the meta's moving into their time. Mm. This plane list is definitely doing work. A bunch of breachers and then planes to kill all your your stuff yeah. that you can't interact with. Um, it's it's giving them a leg up. They may be an S tier army already, but they're at least in the A tier. I think mm. one of the things that keeps me from saying they're S is that it's hard for me to say anything other than Drukari is an S tier army right now. Um, yeah. But I'm going to try my best uh, to do that. So yeah, like uh, Admech is super strong. And um, I think we've turned a corner for them. And uh, and they've got a codex coming up that may make them even worse. So <laughs> Yeah, that may make it worse. Yeah, I keep saying that. Like, of all the codexes out there, only Grey Knights do I worry for more when they get their codex. Uh, the, the thing is, the Grey Knights at least have their second wound. They could get crappy rules, uh, but they get their second wound, and they'll they'll probably get better. Admech has this absolute house of cards. Um, 
So many of their best units are leveraging multiple pluses to hit, pluses to wound, et cetera, et cetera, and metrics that will not exist. Um, the the, modifi- the modifiable sixes and what whatnots and stuff will not exist mm-hmm. in the new codex. They're just different metrics. Um, and so I'm really interested to see what they do and where those things go for. But I love Admech into Drakari. They're one of my favorite matchups for Admech. Well, sorry, the only matchup where I feel like if I was playing an Admech build, build that was built for Drakari, Drakari meta, I'm like, I could feel... Like I have a pl- I have a game because <laughs> right now yeah. I play Space Marines in Drakari and like I don't have a game, <laughs> I don't have a game at all. Oh, I agree. Uh, but uh, like I for, the thing I point to is the new stuff the the hounds both versions of the dogs like the the raiders the the sulfur mm-hmm. hounds and the Taraxi all just seem Drakari butchers and I really think that's exciting. Yep, I agree. All right, um, so one last eight here. So I thought there's two more, but I'm interested to see is this custodes. Custodies. Custodies. And custodies are at a point. This is the faction where if Jukari didn't currently exist as I know them, um, they I definitely would have moved up to S tier. Wow. Um, They are a faction that I've had a hard time saying was S tier because they always felt like they were a step below where they needed to be. I just felt like they were just a a step. There was one, there was always one version of Marines, which was just the, the better custodes on the day. Yeah. That's changed because, um, like, like Custodes actually has game into almost all the Marine factions now. Yep. Um, they were always borderlined anyway, um, and they've just been doing so well. They've got a uh, average first round loss of two point two seven, which is very high. Wow. It's it's almost uh, at the same level as Sisters of Battle. Um, they are. They make up six percent of lists. They uh, make up six percent of T whip. So, like, they are dead on for their T whip representation versus their lists. And like, if you go into my, if you go to the, my website and you check out top lists by faction for ninth edition, I try to keep track, and I have to do some updates recently because I apparently I accidentally deleted a couple links. Um, but you can see how many times a faction has been in a top four, and since January, um, custodies have had have been in the top four one two three four five six seven eight nine times wow um, that's for for a small player base faction as well i mean admittedly it's it's a lot more than admic but it's a lot less than any yeah. space marine faction that's a small crazy. player base faction not yeah, just that but crazy. like a, a, like we've maybe had in in that like in that period 20 events so they've top forward like half of them like that's really really solid um, the only thing that keeps me from saying they're S tier is the, is when you look at the other S tier armies and how they play into custodies, mm, um, and they all smash custodies. Yeah. Custodies struggles into them, yeah. And that's the only thing keeping me from explicitly calling out like this as an S tier army is when you look at how they play into the 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 like three factions as, or so we haven't talked about. Um, like they're just not there. Mm. Maybe Harlequins, who I'm about to talk about as their first S tier army. Spoilers. Um, well, so they, they I might actually, have game into now. When I said there was two more, I expected Harlequins to have dropped to eight here. I'm keeping them in S. There you go. But I'm not. I would not be mad if someone was like, "You're wrong, Peter. They're an A tier army now." Because, mm. and that's once again because of Drukari. Yeah. Um, Drukari are just the better, better version in every better Harlequins. Like, yeah. there's almost nothing Harlequins... So, this, I said this before the Drakari code. Everybody, roll back a couple of months. I remember Adam saying, oh, how do they make Harlequins relevant if Drakari are good? Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you were know? Not, and you were right. You were <laughs> right. Harlequins, they're just kind of a crappier version of Drakari. You know what? You know what, Adam? 
Yep. Even though we're doing this statistically, um, let's put them in A. Let's no. do it. And I, I'm no, gonna, I'm, I'm going to explain why. Okay. Okay. We can put them in A. Um, I was about to vect that, but fair. Let's do it. So Harlequins have a 53% win rate, lower than Custodes, lower than Orcs, wow, lower okay. than Iron Hands in the last three months. But are they, so is, that it because, one, is it because they've got good game into the other S tiers, yeah? Yeah, so normally I would say they've got really good game into the other S tiers. Um, they've only got two top four positions in the last two months. People um, since the Jukari launch have dropped them completely. Yeah. And yep. I, think this is, I think this is why... Um, statistically, I can say maybe we shouldn't. Like, Colin McDade just came in third place at uh, Motor City Mayhem. He went undefeated with Harlequins. They definitely Us? still have play, right? Us? They, I don't think they became worse. I think, no. like, when we're talking about this, it's really just um, Drukari do what they do better. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's really the problem. So, it, like, at every level, at every level, the Drakari have like a better version. Like you look, talk about the ten attack solitaire. Well, I've got a forty attack succubus. You talk about yeah. you talk about your Fang Master, Troop Master. Well, my regular succubus with it's like fourteen attacks with the Trippic Witch or whatever it is. Yeah. Whip or whatever it is, is just Drazar. a better version of that. Drazar is just a better, yeah, yeah, better which troop is master. which is a cheaper, better versions of Harlequin Troop. You just pump enough CP in, and then <laughs> they do more. Um, it's just the yeah, Raiders it's, are uh, like a are a better fusion they're, boat. Like they're a better, exactly. They're and they're a better transport. Um, but like we said, this doesn't mean harlequins are worse harlequins haven't gotten worse as a faction there's no nerf that's come through for them it's just that all what i think has happened is all the eldari super faction players have jumped from they were playing craft world a year ago now then they played you know ninth came in they all played harlequins and now drakari's here they're all playing drakari and now they're moving to drakari yeah there'll still be a dedicated player base for harlequins and they will stay very strong but but it'll go back down to yeah. being two or three percent of the meta, which is exactly. what it was for the longest exactly time. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. And when you look at the IDC Battles app data, this is another one where that might be what keeps them in S for me. Like they are still like the second best army. Um wow. from at least a win weight perspective. They sit at about a 56% win rate, 55 in ITC <laughs> Battles app. Um, so casually they do very well. But at a GT level, like I said, people have dropped them. Um and and they keep dropping them. So and a fifty-three percent my... win rate, like I said, it's it's less than mm. custodians so and orcs, etc. On my on my little chart for this episode, I've been writing along and updating our our thing. I just wrote uh, tweener s slash a next to harlequins, as in their yeah, I like that. One foot in each camp right now. The, the, the tweeners. All right. Um, so we only have a couple of factions left. We have what? Yep. We have sisters, Drakari. Dark Angels. Yep, and I think those are your S tier factions. And I think Dark Angels um, are getting choked out. I think like this is. Yeah, I think be, next be, time we talk about this, they wouldn't. They won't. Well, if things stay the way they are, um, they'll they either be, a, be in a, this. They'll either be a tweener or an A by next time we talk about it. I reckon. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are so they're so user friendly though. They are so new player friendly that like they're just the easiest, best thing for people to just pick up and just get a freaking T whip with. But they are going to be wholesale counted from the meta. And I can tell you right now, all the good players, like I'm dropping them. I'm not playing them anymore for a bit, and at least because I haven't got enough bikes painted to play, to play the version of the list I want to play right now. So I'm just going to play some Templars and have some lulls. But yeah, people are dropping Dark, Elger, Dark Angels uh, wholesale, and I can't blame them. Yep. Like, here's the thing. Dark Angels have a 49% win rate at a GT and major level right now. What? As in, they that's are horrific. They that's are the third most played B-tier. faction. Yep. 
You, oh, from a win percentage r- rate, they would be a B tier. The fact is, like seventy percent of their player base has a hard time getting to better than a t- like a three and two. That's what's keeping them down. Um, their top end is very strong, and that's why I still think that if it wasn't for Drukari existing, um, they would be still an S tier army. And that's why I'm kind of keeping them there for now. I think the yep. next time we talk, um, because when you look at the the Drukari stats into Dark Angels, um. It's not good right now. I have only been it's, it's only been a month, but it doesn't feel good. I have played six games against them so far, and I haven't come close yet. I haven't actually yeah. come. I, I haven't come within twenty points. You know, so it's it's pretty bad. Uh, so, sisters, let's talk. Sisters, sisters are still real good. Like they are the faction that's probably the hardest to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have started to figure them out. They've had five um, uh, T-Whip results in the last three months. Um, so really only like Drukari and Necrons have had more. Yep. Um, and Custodes, I guess, because um, Custodes did hit six. Um, but more importantly, like they have an extremely good win rate. If you look at even at their casual play, it's almost as good as Harlequin's. It's like a 55, 54. Um, up until Drukari came out, they were the best win rate mm. faction-wise. Um, they were sitting at like a 56. They've dropped down to almost a 55, uh, almost a 55, just above Admech. Like all of their metrics are in, are in a really good spot. Yeah, well, the, so it's, it's, it's not so much for them that they're cra- crazy good at XYZ. They're just like the most consistently awesome just, across the board. Yeah. yeah. And I think they have the like they have the highest possible ceiling of any army to play, right? Mm. Like they're not easy. You can't nah. just pick up like you can just pick up sisters, and if you know understand how miracle dice kind of work, you'll you'll beat a similarly skilled opponent. But a really good sisters player can beat like someone playing a, a far better army because of all of the crazy tricks they can pull mm, off. Agreed. Um, and new and it's tricks, just such a skillful army, dude. Every time I talk to my 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 friends who were playing sisters, they just like a whole new bag of tricks. They just oh, yeah. discovered or figured out or didn't know existed now exist. I'm in a couple of chats that talk a lot about sisters. And like every time I pop into one just to see what people are saying, it's always something like you said, there's always something, some new piece of tech yeah. that I'm like, I haven't seen that yet. And then I'll yeah. start seeing it and it does work. Like they just, they don't have very many bad builds. Um, and they are, just a legit army. They um, feel like the most well-rounded faction right now. Like as in, when I like when yeah. I was thinking about this after you asked me to to do the show, I wanted to just say it's sisters and Drukari and that's it. First S tier, and I yeah. and I don't like I put Dark Angels in there as kind of like a fond farewell for what could have been. Um, well, it's because well, like, their numbers are still good for the time being, but we know both know not just that. Happen. Like they uh, are, like they are, like a brutally efficient uh, faction in the right hands. Danny McDevitt just won like a large TTS major with them. Um, of course, Dukari weren't available for it, but like they do work in the right hands. Mm. But but Dukari have like at least for now, completely upended how we look at this game. Agreed. So let's talk about them, dude. Um, what's the, what are their numbers? Okay, so Drukari, I just need to preface this with, at a GT level, they've only been um, playable since April 10th. So we've had three weekends. One of those weekends was kind of like a weekend off. There were no GTs. There were a ton of RTTs. 
So that being said, um, they went from about 4% of the meta to almost 7%, um, essentially overnight. Yep. They have a... Uh, if I only look at their post-Drukari uh, release, because they'd already seen a big lift from the um, Munitorm field manual changes when people mm-hmm. were playing 20 racks um, yeah. and you know 10-point reavers, etc. <laughs> but even without that, they're just shy of a 73% win rate. Um, since the their codex release that's, that's a 70 that's it's a 75 second, that's the second highest i've ever heard you say yeah it's a 75 third highest, um, third highest, sorry. when you count the mirror no it is the it's the second highest the only faction go the castellan okay. was in the but was at its best a 68 really For some reason i thought yeah. it was, i thought I must, I must have heard 78 somewhere but yeah um, you're right and sorry, that's like one particular list. Like the Caladius, um, the Caladius build um, after mm-hmm. the Castellan died, it got into the eighties briefly. Um, but that was a very specific build that was like counterable. It wasn't a whole army. Yeah. Um, but as a whole faction, only Iron Hands pre FAQ pre their first FAQ um, was this bad. Uh, Iron Hands their first FAQ was at a seventy five percent win rate, a seventy three percent win rate, seventy eight without the mirror because mm. there were so many of them. These guys are seventy, almost seventy three, um, like seventy two point five, and they're seventy four point eight with the mirror removed. Mm. Um, so, and that's at a GT level. When we look at them um, at a RTT level, it's still a seventy two percent. When I pull Jeez. the like sixty, the sixty or so RTTs, which is basically an additional uh, two hundred and eighty games on top yep. of the hundred and fifty that I have from GT majors. Um, they're still holding steady at a 72% win rate. Wow. And so they, that's, that's taking into account the mirror, yeah? That's not taking the mirror out? That's not taking the... That's, that is yeah. taking the, the mirror out for, for okay. RTT level. Yep. At an ITC Battles app, uh, where we can pull back to, to March 25th, um, I pulled back to April 1st just because I wanted to give like a week to make sure everybody was using the codex. Mm-hmm. Um, still a 70% win rate. And that's over <laughs> a thousand games on top mm. of the... The three, like the almost four hundred I have otherwise. Yeah. So we're looking at fourteen hundred point, uh, fourteen hundred games at a seventy plus percent win rate. Jeez, that's yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is this is why I almost wanted to say it's only Drakari or only Drakarian sisters. Yeah. Because they've changed everything about mm. the the meta right now. Um, if we look at T Whip in the last effectively two weeks of GT events. Um, Drukari have won uh, six of them. Um, they also had one where they uh, they got to the fifth round and then lost. So they've their T whip percentage is thirty two point five percent of the current meta, um, and they wow. make up six point five. Wow. Okay. Um, so just their put average that first loss is two point eight. Put that in perspective, people. What's what's space rings like? What's what percentage of the meta is um, Marines or Orcs or Tyranids? Like, okay. So, um, Death Guard sitting at about 9% of the meta. Okay. Uh, yeah. Necrons at 10.5. Um, Marines as a whole are like 25% if I were to combine all yeah. of the Codex supplements. So, they're, they're, a, they're a fraction of just Space Marines. And then they're absolutely ruffle stomping their way through. Uh, why do you. Th- so I, I, you're a great analyst, and you've got a great mind for the for the game and for the meta. Break it down to people. Why are they so polarizing? There's a lot. There's a like. <laughs> I mean, 
They are probably five to ten percent too cheap across the board. I and I I say across the board. I mean across the board for the units that are actually being used competitively. So that's, there are that's succubuses, witches, incubi, drazar, uh, hellions, void ravens, raiders. Um, not even void ravens, Rack, although sorry, they do racks, they do show racks. up racks. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's oh, and uh, Court of the Archon. Court of the Archon yep. is absolutely another busted piece of this puzzle. Puzzle, if mm. you want to play them that way. So we've got um, units that are very, if like, efficiently costed. Um, the, they are extraordinarily fast. Power from pain, giving you advance and charge that early in the game, mm-hmm. means that even if you blow up their raiders which are es- essentially the cheapest transport in the game that also has fly and, yep. ca- and uh you know can uh, uh, that's open top so you can advance and still launch all your flamers out of them um like even if you pop them they are so fast that by the time you generally have popped them they can still get into your lines that next turn if you don't also kill what's inside yeah right and that's yep. the big thing like with harlequins they're extraordinarily fast they're not super efficiently costed though everything is very expensive for a one move correct so when they jump around the board if you can force them to jump into a bad spot and not jump away if you can just put like what you what you're willing to let die into a spot where they have to hit it um like there are ways to play around harlequins Mm. that have that similar speed and Um, and you can pop the transports easier yeah, and Harlequins unbuffed by themselves, like, you know, without a troop master, without any CP, aren't actually as killy as witches, which is kind of nope. silly. Aren't actually nope. as killy as witches. You have to give them expensive, you have to take that expensive chassis and give them an expensive melee <sighs> weapon to make it the equivalent. And then mm-hmm. you're on par with something that is far less points. And then, like, the ceiling on witches is actually higher than the ceiling on Harlequin troop, where even when you factor in. You know, frozen stars, troop master, um, extra attacks, all those weapons and stuff. Blood brides are just on another level, mm-hmm. just b- because of the attack twice. Mm-hmm. No, so wait, you have sorry, that. One sec. Harlequin's troop can't attack twice. Can't fight twice, can they? They can if they're frozen stars. That's right. That's right. It was frozen stars that let them do that exactly. Yeah, for three CP. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they've got these bonuses where they're kind of super cheap, like. I can go in depth about how Court of the Archon, for some reason, is like a fifteen wound unit with a five up yes. uh, invuln and a five up feel no pain for like hundred and five points. Mm-hmm. That's a little silly. Um, they are, a, dude. They're, they're um, Deathcore Krieg riders. Yeah, Deathcore Krieg riders that with a like a smaller size that like you can, can go a, that are can infantry, go in a transport. <laughs> so they can go in a transport. They can move through walls. Like they've got a lot going for them. Mm. Um, and then you've just got like the the little broken things that people have already picked up on, like on top of that, right? Like dark technomancer racks with liquefiers yeah. that don't take the penalty to overcharge. So they're you know strength four, AP two, two damage, flat always. Plus um, one to wound. Assault, and you can give them plus one to wound. Um, so they just murder space marines. And if you can mm-hmm. absolutely murder twenty five to thirty percent of the meta, not counting. Chaos Space Marines, Grey Knights, and Death Guard, which have a yep. very similar armor profile, um, that puts you in a very strong position in the game. And uh, oh, it's, then it's you dumb. have, then you have like some other broken stuff, like with uh, some of the succubus combos, which m- we're probably going to be fixed. Like, don't get me wrong, some of the stuff is going to be fixed. It's just how much of it, and will it have the impact we want on what's currently sitting in the meta. So there's yeah. just a lot. There's a lot to get through, and they're just so strong. Well, so I'm of the opinion that I don't want to see what happened to GSE happen to Drakari. 
when oh, yeah, GSC sure. took the multi the multi layered uh, nerf hammer, they they hit the, they hit him with points, hit him with rules changes, and they just destroyed destroyed the army, destroyed the faction. Essentially, they've never recovered. They have not recovered in one in one part since that. And then all it took was that in the addition to the introduction of infiltrators, and the whole faction was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I do not want to see that happen to Drakari. I don't want to see them take two or three levels of nerfs, as in they, the points get hit, the rules get hit, and then Admech comes out and was already going to be a foil, and then the, mm-hmm. the faction's dead. I would really do not want that to happen. Um, so I what do you think is the most elegant way of, of going about these changes? I mean, obviously, assuming the succubus, erroneous succubus, dumb 40 okay. attack stuff is gone. If they fix the erroneous succubus, which I think everybody assumes is going to be fixed, I can't yeah. see how you could think that's, that's okay. Um, and by the way, that's just like... That is a minimal impact on their games. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I've I've played games with like so my my opponents that um I could, are really serious about dedicating themselves to Dakari stop playing with that with that one with that character mm-hmm. like after a week they're just like this thing isn't going to exist post FAQ I'm not investing in yep. it I'm not using it. A and, lot of people have, and I have <laughs> they still haven't lost a game. Like Matt Morisoli has not lost a game with Dakari yet. Uh, everyone's I, playing. I believe I've, it. I've played him six times now. Haven't gotten close. He's gone to two events. Hasn't dropped a game. Hasn't even come close. It's kind of ridiculous. So a big thing for me is I think there needs to be some kind of raider tax. I think if we can... I think raiders are like the key to the whole puzzle. More than anything else, if there's a way to limit raiders in the army, whether it be via points or force org, that's a big first step. Mm. Um because this is supposed to be the glass cannon faction and yep. you can't get at what's the glass you can't get at the glass the squishy, like this, yeah you can't get at the glass it, and like not in any any time not in any good time so like there's no reason why a raider with its movement and the fly keyword and a five plus invulnerable save should be 90 points no 85 how much am i paying for an impulsor i think i'm paying 110 for an impulsor yeah yep. 20, 20 points more for a far worse in every way it's got a, it's got worse guns unless you give it expensive guns which would make adds more points mm-hmm. no fly uh two more wounds less movement i think so mm-hmm. less movement yeah and same yeah exactly yeah the only, only thing only, you get only, out only of the holds, impulsor only holds six freaking dudes as well like what the hell yeah the only benefit you get out of the impulsor is it's an assault vehicle so you can move and get out um, can't charge out of it but and you can't you can, charge out of it. And when, but when you can advance and charge out of the raider, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You have to spend a CP, but who cares? Like, I mean, sorry, you can disembark. Like, raiders can get the assault. Is what I'm trying to say. For yeah. spend, by spending a CP, right? Oh, like of course, yeah, that, yeah. Like, so, like, they have basically the same thing if they want it. Mm. Um, on top of all that extra, like, open topped baloney, where you can put <laughs> yeah. rats in them and shoot flame, flame, crazy flamers out. Yeah, uh, with like a 30 inch range. So yeah, like it. I think raiders are a, a big key on top of all these little things. Like well, you so said, you actually spot on. Raider is the enabler. The raider yeah. enables the whole army to function as it does. Because um, mm-hmm. in the games I've played, the only thing that usually s- starts outside of a raider is hellions if they took them, or void ravens if they took them. I'm of the opinion mm-hmm. the hellions are really good, but I think the the void ravens are an absolute meme. And like, oh yeah, I've, I haven't seen a player which I think. So I've seen one player who I think is very good take them, and he took it for a team's event in which taking three Void Ravens was just going to scare the absolute crap out of people in pairings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, scare the crap out does. of me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I think Raider is the key. Um, all the other little stuff. Like I think if you can hit Raiders, fix like the very glaring couple issues that are in the book, mm. then 
they stay super murdery, but like you actually have a chance to kill them before they get to you or kill yeah. enough of them that you're not dealing with like four waves of them hitting you, right? So I was actually I was actually talking to my friends um, a couple of weeks in. I think I was talking even talking to John Lennon and just saying, do we actually have to take terrain off the tables? Do we actually have to start taking terrain off the tables now? Like in order because right now you know I've I've got some some tables that are so dense that I can't I've got they've got eight raiders and I can't see any of them. Yep, it's very possible that we've been playing with too much terrain this entire time. Mm. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> um, because nobody's ever told us uh, like uh, what we're supposed to run. The yeah. only examples in the in the book look very bare, very sparse. Um, yeah. So it is very possible we've just been running too much terrain. And then I feel bad for all those admin players that should have been well, shitting so, on everybody for the last like but, six months. But so, like adding all the terrain to the table forced the meta in a certain direction, and now we have a a polarity shifter. That means, hey, we actually need to. Oh my god, my guns need to be able to see things again. Um, is that maybe it's a consideration we have to make down the track? And but that's that's neither here nor there. I'm just going to quickly run through our our lineup again. So the the updated list we've done starting with our c tier we have uh tau gray knights guard imperial fists ultramarines t-suns csm and gsc how do you feel about that tier my man feels good feels good to me it probably doesn't feel to any of these players but <laughs> peter's here i mean ultramarines are the only one where like i didn't want to put them there but the numbers say they should be there so. well i honestly think the ultramarines and csm could both be in the b's but yeah yeah yeah. So, uh, but that's because I've had experiences with CSM. My dad, other people have had like, oh man, yeah. Anyway, then we have the B tier: Blood Angels, Raven Guard, Death Watch, Space Wolves, White Scars, and Salamanders. Literally two thirds, almost three quarters of all Space Marine factions have dropped from the A to the B as a direct result of Death Guard, Dark Angels, and Drakari. That is super interesting. We also have Craftworld Eldar making their way up from the C tier. Some some CWE sorry, flag wavers out there. Very happy about that. Tyranids, Renegade Knights, Imperial Knights make up the rest of that. Um, Tyranids, we were saying that we, there could be a case made for all those three factions, Tyranid, Renegade Knights, and Imperial Knights, having a list that is definitely in the A tier, yeah? Yes, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And White Scars. Um, White Scars are definitely a, a faction where I think, like just like where I think Ultramarines probably are a B tier faction. Um, yeah. White Scars are probably an A-tier faction being held down by uh, some pretty shady abilities from players. Anyway. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. So you're saying like um, Tyranids, Renegade Knights, Imperial Knights, right list, right player, right meta can go the distance? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Fantastic. I think they, they have that ability. All right, into A-tier, we have Orcs, Death Guard, Necrons, Chaos Demons, Templars, Iron Hands, Admech, Custodies, and Harlequins. I'm always very happy to see how hearty and meaty our A-tier is. It's always got more mm -hmm. factions in it than I think. Um, caveat being, Harlequins are a tweener right now. They've got one foot in S, one foot in A. Um, so please take a, that as it is. A custode sitting as, as like having all the numbers um, to be an S-tier faction, but without the ones that matter being that T-whip and that... Um, uh, what was the other one? What was the other metric you used to hold them I down? Think I, th okay. I think it's really what's holding them down is um, is the is how they prepare into sisters and Drukari Fair. and Harlequins. Yeah, honestly, as a Dark Angels player as well, I'm always really happy to play against. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, and Dark Angels. I'm Dark a Angels. I, I'm done to do what you do better. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it sucks. And uh, one thing I didn't mention when we talked about Custodes is because of that, the new build is Dreadnoughts. Like yes. oops, oops! All dreadnoughts, which started as a meme, 
is literally an amazing build that's just stomping people's faces. It's phenomenal. Um, that build with like that's what guard needs. If you if you're a guard player out there, take your 1,200 points of guard, add your selection of um, custode characters and dreadnoughts, and your army just got infinitely. Your guard army just got infinitely oh, yeah. better. Go check it Two out. Two Telemans. To Galatis and like Trajan, make that yep. army sing like nobody's business. Absolutely, anyway. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure the Telemons are needed. I like the two of the Spear Boys just to save on points. They're good they too. The, they had the same psychological impact, but you're right. They don't have like the staying power versus things like Dark Lances that the Telemons have. A, sh- a Shadow Keeper Telemon is so hard to kill and oh, noxious. <laughs> and if it gets into close combat, it it can punch out a whole bunch of bad boys. Anyway. Mm. All right, our S is comprised of three factions: Sisters, Drakari, and Dark Angels. And Dark Angels have an asterisk next to them because we are almost certain they're going to be joining their uh, brothers in the A tier or even the B tier once we see how this all yeah, shakes out. If they haven't already, very, very, dude, it's very likely. Come next time, we don't have any Space Marines in the A tier. It's very likely, like barring a Book of Rust update or something that gives them um, a leg up into a couple of these factions. I don't know. I don't know what does it. Maybe someone will find the spice, right? Maybe someone will be like, oh, you guys forgot that the Sicker and Arcus existed and it fucks up everything. <laughs> Supr- so. Imperial Fist suppresses are going to come and save us all. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> bitches. Uh, well, dude, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. We've updated our faction list. Hopefully it was a fun adventure for you guys. Some some analytical stuff from me and uh, the Falcon punched in there on our thoughts on why things have changed. Doubled down and combined with the excellent statistical knowledge of this man has enabled us to build this faction tier list for your viewing pleasure. I'll post it up on Facebook uh, when we've done it. I'll post it up on the, on the Patreon, the completed one. Uh, but yeah, that's how it's going to sit for the next couple of months. And by the time the next one comes out, we'll definitely have Admech. Uh, we may even have supposedly mm-hmm. orcs and or demons. Sisters. Oh, sisters as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of new codexes that could be out by the mm-hmm. next time. Or zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could have none of or, those Or yeah, or none. <laughs> yeah. But dude, or thank another you so ship very, very... will block the Suez Canal. And yeah, we'll all be screwed. So man, thank you so yeah. very, very, very much. Please feel free to plug anything you'd like to plug. I have nothing to plug. Um, um, Adam Kamler is a really good man. Um, he has Dude. a place in my heart. Making me uh, blush. The end. Not really, but the, my insides are blushing. <laughs> but, uh, guys, thank you so much. If you do feel like supporting us, jump over onto Patreon, or better yet, go to theartofwar40k.com, support us and all the other amazing people at Art of War to continue doing what we are doing. Uh, if you please, and you would, and you do do that, you'll find us. Me and Peter will go. We're going to record our part two. We're going to answer all the awesome questions laid to us by our patrons. We're also going to just talk some absolute crap about the anecdotal stuff we held back from talking about on this one. So <laughs> come and join us over there. We're also going to talk some nice hardy stat stuff, some secondary stats, hopefully, and some win or loss stats from faction versus faction. So come and join us over there. Peter, thank you very again, my man. A nice hearty kaka to you, my good sir, as we started this adventure. Kaka! There it is. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.